Yo, welcome to the Holy Hood Podcast, where we're here to talk about life, faith, and culture, and the intersection between all of us as we figure this out, and we try to be more holy than hood. We trying anyway. Try. Yo, excited for this week, excited for this episode, excited to be here with these dudes. Let's do this, y'all. You already know the real nigga coming out of SoFlo, and the flow wavy got a bolo. Oh no, looking like you running out of stamina. Call yourself an animal, cause you know you Listen, ain't man enough. Top of you talking about this week is being authentic in faith. Right, authenticity, being being real, keeping it real. Mm-hmm. A lot easier said than done. And so I just toss it out. Like when you guys think about being an authentic Christian, like what does that mean to you? As we navigate being an authentic Christian, and then also an authentic Black man, in like twenty twenty three. Okay, I'll start. Um, I think I think to answer your question, what does authenticity look like? I think you first have to understand who you're being authentic to, hmm. right? Um, are you being authentic to yourself? Are you being are you, or are you not being? Are you is your does your authenticity does it portray something that you're not? Mm-hmm. Or 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 does or does yeah do you portray yourself as something that you're not? I think um, one of the things that being authentic authentic in in Christianity is in Christianity is just following the Bible, <laughs> like because I think a lot of times we come up with rules, and though I understand their place and what what people were trying to do, like for example. I like going to the movies. I thoroughly enjoy going to the movies. Growing up in our church, that was like a no-no. Like people were like, "You went to the movies?" And I was like, "Yeah." You like movies now? What's, yeah. How does it try to be a sinner? Uh, well, that's Heathen. the thing. That, <laughs> that brings me back to my first point about following the Bible. Um, there's well, no—I don't man. think there's anything inherently wrong with the movies. Um, now I think that there's an argument to be made about content, but mm. the movies in and of themselves, like mm. bro, like that's something I'll go, I'll go to the movies by myself. I don't care. So um, I think yeah, but being authentic in in Christianity, I think just following the Bible. Yeah, that makes sense. Black man. What it means to be a black man, oh, authentic black man. Um, understanding that that niggas are not a monolith. Like, you can we can, get that on a T-shirt? Hey, we should put that niggas on, are not a monolith. Niggas are not a monolith. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna but yeah, but understand, yeah, under, understanding that, like, I was what you beat me to it. I was waiting for them. I, I was waiting. I was gonna I let them settle down with their point. They don't know what monolith means. Do niggas not know what monolith means? Not Clearly, they don't. Okay, well, according, well, where's Miriam Webster? Where's <laughs> where Sister Webster? We're not Webster? doing this. Nah, nah. <laughs> Synonym. All niggas are not the same. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, you never just said that. Well, I don't miss it, bro. Well, monolith, monolith, monolith sounded word. Words. Monolith was the word that. words. <laughs> you said what? Sat words. Sat, sat words. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> S-A-T words. No, sat. Sat, sat brother. Sat and act, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Understanding that, like, niggas are not a monolith, bro. Like, just because, like, oh, there's this image that black men have to be this. If you don't necessarily fit into this mold, that doesn't make you any less of a black man, right? Like, 
for example, I like country music. No, we can we can draw the line. Niggas, right niggas. Why see? would you put yourself? Yeah, why would you I start with that? See, I knew, I knew, I knew. That's why I started with it. You're not gonna tell, bro, because you're not gonna <laughs> tell. Not, you're not, not gonna, bro. Country music, country music is fire. You're not gonna tell me <laughs> that on. that 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 Luke Combs is not fire. Go. You're not gonna tell me that 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 you don't know the, who Luke Combs is. I understand that. Be lukewarm, brother. Yeah, anyway, um, you're not going to tell like, bro, like Too some close. of these dudes, Morgan Wallen, all of these dudes are fire, bro. They make fire I would fire never see the name Morgan Wallen and think music. I'm thinking more of like mortgage, loan, <laughs> a lawyer. A lawyer, Morgan and Morgan. Right, Morgan and Wallen and Wallen. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I like country music, but also understanding that like me being authentic to myself is, bro, I'm not afraid to like country music. Yeah. My, I like country music. I like what yeah. I like. But it also doesn't make me any less of a black man. Because yeah. I still get to say nigga. The comments will decide. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was great, Tariq. That was great. Um, the first one was authenticity and the faith, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Lump them all together. That's what Cool. I mean, I mean, in a sense, I'm still. I think I'm still personally trying to figure that out myself. Mm. Like, as in, like for my life, trying to figure out what that authenticity and faith. And well, I think I got it as a black man. I think I'm just being me. You know, I don't, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. I'm gonna just do what I gotta do. Um, but I also think that has to. It has a. How would I put it? Understanding like your culture, like where you're from as well, meaning like family, history, heritage, things like that. I think that's important. But as far as the faith part, I'm still trying to figure that out. It makes sense. Yeah. I think one thing that makes like when we were shooting this topic around in the chat and I'm like, uh, one thing that makes this topic hard for me, because on one hand, I completely understand it. Be you, be uniquely you, don't be somebody else for the sake of fitting into a church or fitting into a group of people. Mm -hmm. Or like, don't limit yourself. Like, so don't be somebody else in one area of your life than you are in other areas. Mm -hmm. I don't know who was it. I think I got mad at somebody. Back in the day, we didn't know that wearing pants was okay for women. And so <laughs> we just didn't know. I'll, I'll say we didn't know. And so I remember somebody was telling us a story about they were somewhere and a pastor from one, like, from one of our like churches walked in. And like she ran ahead because oh. she had pants on. Oh, was, yeah. was she working at Walmart? I don't remember that part. Okay. All I remember is my response. <clears throat> like, you don't <throat> shut them with them damn pants. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, like, if you're brazen, be brazen. <laughs> so, like, to me, there's that side. But I guess what makes me like uncomfortable is like the more I lead and work with people, mm. especially in this generation, I feel like people use authenticity as an excuse for like sin. Mm. And just like, mm. like, not to like be preachy or nothing like that, but like any part of your authentic self that is actually broken and sinful needs to be born again. Well, all of you needs to be born again. But for like a lot of, especially this generation, like people like they they don't get over sin, they don't get over this thing. Of like I'm just being me. It's just me. And you being you is gonna end your uh, and you end your behind up in hell. Like you better figure this out. Like, right, you, right, right. Like, so I don't get to be me at the expense of also being Christ-like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's mm. what makes it a difficult thing for me, because on one hand I'm like, yeah, absolutely, but on the other hand, it's like we have a whole church and world full of people who are trying to be them to the detriment of their sanctification, mm -hmm. and that pisses me off. 
because you weren't saved to be you. You were saved to be more like him. Mm. And so, like it, it's like a sticking point for me. Okay, I understand mm-hmm. that. So, so I guess the 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 logical question becomes, where's the line? Mm-hmm. And and and, and <clears throat> excuse me. And this is by no means like, oh, this is a deadline for mm-hmm. everybody. But like, in you and your opinion, where do you think? I think. Or God, how would you? How? how would you identify that line? That mm-hmm. that as well, but like where 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 do you draw the yeah. line at? I think there is a very hard and fast line. I think it goes back to your first point. Being an authentic Christian means being as biblical as possible. Mm-hmm. I use the term biblical because everybody so, something's biblical to everybody these days. But like actually, <laughs> like living like according to the Bible. So sure, you being you is unforgiving. The Bible says you don't get to be unforgiving. Right. So the line is drawn in the sand of the text of scripture, mm. and it and so I think the line is like aspect, right yeah and and, and or in most aspects like where the Bible is silent, it's silent, and so like that's up to you and the Holy Spirit to decide. But like, I think we, the issues I see with us today are like it's not issues where the Bible is silent. It's where like the Bible is pretty dang loud, and all of social mm. media is like, like forget <laughs> this person, write this person off, yeah. mm-hmm. um, don't be don't be forgiving, only pursue money. And it's like, no, those lines are pretty damn clear in the scriptures. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But we won't want to be us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think yeah, the, the hard and fast line is is the Bible. So mm-hmm. what do you do when, when you're struggling in an area that you feel is authentic to yourself, but you also feel like, Christianity calls you to change this thing or the Bible causes you to change. You get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm asking? Like, what do you do when you get to the point where you're like, I really feel like that there's nothing wrong with this, Mm -hmm. but everything in this Bible, in this walk is saying that this is wrong, but I feel like this is true and authentic to myself. And this can be for a lot of different things, right? This can go a lot of different ways. (laughs) Uh, I think the Bible's pretty clear on cocaine. Don't do it. All I'm saying is, if we anywhere you pull out some cocaine, <laughs> you got some problems. But Rooted. anywho, but anywho, oh, you pulled out that booger sugar. Got it. Sorry, that white girl. You got yeah. that sweet loaf. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, what do you? What do you? Back to my question. What do you do? Do you have an answer, Layton? Me? Yeah. You. I, I would like to hear from either you one of you. Podcast no more. Okay, I'll answer. Cause, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think first and foremost, you have to ask yourself the question, what is more important to me? Mm-hmm. Being authentic to me or following what I know God wants me to do? Mm. And like, and honestly, like answer it. Like if it's more important to be authentic to you, then do it. Like I, I, ain't nobody going to beat you, at least not, not, not in these United States. Like, so if you just, if it's more important for you to be authentic to you, that's Okay. For you, but like, if you earnestly are like, no, I actually want to do it the way God says every day. You're like, you got to go to Jesus and be like, hey, Jesus, you know what I want to do. Hmm. You know what you want me to do. Hmm. Help me to do what you want me to do. And it's every day. And sometimes it's multiple times a day, uh-huh. especially when it is, if it is something that just comes really naturally to you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, but, but we have to be willing to make the choice. Do I pick me or do I pick God? And whatever choice you make, that's between you and the Lord. I, like, like I said, I ain't going to beat you over it. Like, whatever. Like, but you, we have to make the choice. I think what gets harder is when we try to do both. 
Mm. And we talk about being authentic. Doing both is the least authentic thing you can That's do. That's annoying. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. <laughs> what would the Bible say? Choose you this day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We say, so Josh, That's what Joshua says. How long do you halt between two pillions? Who said mm-hmm. that? Elijah? Elijah said that? Uh, yeah, I think he said that when he says, if God be God, serve him. Mm-hmm. If yeah, Baal be God, serve him. God, yeah. Look yeah. at you. I like call scripture. Okay. I'll be in the word. The rapper. The rapper. The rapper. Okay. Hey, quick aside. You remember that time you said you had a good week in your prayer walk? Bro. <laughs> Oh, wait, what happened? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, what happened? Oh, we, when we were in Sunday school? We were in Sunday school? All right, so you got to tell the story because a lot of people are like, why did, why did black people laugh? What was, what was, was this? All right, so, yeah, uh, they challenged us to have, like, you know, at least pray, like, a few minutes a day or whatever. Okay, who is they? Where are we? Set the setting. We're in Sunday school. Uh, mm-hmm. Our Sunday school teacher at the time. And we're not young. We yeah, this we're point, like, like, almost about to graduate high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think I was talking with them at the time when we were like, all right, let's try and take this serious this time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's, I'm going to rock with it. So the following week, we went back to Sunday school and the Sunday school teacher asked, was like, oh, who, like, an honest, like be honest now, who um, had a great week this week when it came to prayer? Nobody really lifted their hand up. And I was like, I did. <laughs> and she was like, all right, come on, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> and I'm like, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> I actually and then tried. He goes, he goes, no, I'm not going to lie. He actually did. And she goes, well. <laughs> somebody somebody said, had the co-sign said, <laughs> on his story. <laughs> I said, well, ain't that by the thing. <laughs> Your credit so bad. We need, <laughs> need a co-signer on a story. I want you to think about that. Your that credit, credit score. so bad, right? Dog? Hey, hey, no buy here, need, nobody believes your stories. Nobody take you for your word. I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> just had a good prayer week. Like, I just really? had a good prayer. Right, like I spent time with God. I'm sorry. <laughs> My fault, gang. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about, but like that just threw me back to that story. Man, that was <laughs> crazy. Well, so I do have a question. Um, what it do? Going back to that original. So we were talking about like being authentic between like with the word and using mm-hmm. the word as a place of authenticity. Um, but I also think there's another parallel with the church. So like I yeah. think that there are specific things in the church where like church culture, spe- depending on the denomination, will have you think that like, hey, this is how you're supposed to live, and if the mm-hmm. word doesn't explicitly say it or even implicitly say it it's like all right like if this is something that is not me like for example wearing pants or saying nigga like (laughs) like if this is something that that is is me not being authentic because me being authentic is wearing pants or me you know saying certain stuff like how do you how do you navigate that can you still be authentic as a believer if your church body feels like certain things aren't acceptable even if the word doesn't say that they are or aren't Mm, that makes sense. Everybody wondering for the off off screen voice. That's producer Matt over there. Producer yeah. Matt, yeah. It's not the Lord. <laughs> Jesus, speak Lord. That's everyone here. Uh, <laughs> anybody for take this question? Um, I think so. First and foremost, um, I don't think authenticity supersedes obedience. Mm. And that, and it goes that back answers to the last question. That, that goes back to what Malik was saying, right? If mm-hmm. I had to put it in like a, 
a, a tweetable thing. Yeah, your authenticity doesn't supersede your obedience. So um, though you might feel like something is authentic to you or authentic to your church body, I it's also unbiblical to go against your pastor, mm. right? To step outside of the the biblical order that you're placed under this person, you're placed under this person, and who it, who he may who who he's he he, your pastor has to give an account for your soul, mm-hmm. right? So if if he has to give an account for your soul, if he says, hey, this is biblical, even if it might not necessarily be biblical, or even if he says, hey, this is where our church lands on this, if you are a part of that church body, mm. it is your Christian obligation to be subject to that. Yeah, so and I think so. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I would never say like, oh, you should, you should, you should do you at the expense of being obedient to the people that have leadership over mm-hmm. you or, or to God who is leadership over them. I think mm-hmm. your obedience, if in you being obedient will reflect more good Christian behavior than you doing what you want to do and being authentic to yourself, even if what you want to do isn't even unbiblical. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I have pushback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As a pastor, Mm -hmm. if I set a rule for the the house that isn't in Scripture, especially if I make that rule tied to your sanctification or your salvation, leave my church. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Like, as a leader... But you, you're not you're not only give account because you give account for the souls mm-hmm. because of that reason we don't get to like make rules that are again tied to someone's sanctification or salvation, es- especially or like or rules that are just like blatantly unbiblical. Okay, I get what you're saying. And yeah, that, that that wasn't what I was saying. Yeah, I, I know, but but I'm, <clears throat> I'm also saying like if you're like well in the church we don't go to the movies. No, you don't get to say that. That's fair. Okay, like like. I think like there is a line for your leadership, mm-hmm. and so if your church has, I'm of course this isn't like a hard and fast rule. I'm literally throwing numbers out my brain, but like one or two that are like, uh, if they got ten twenty, go somewhere else. Like, you mean like ten twenty rules? Yeah, like okay. ten twenty like extra things. Okay. Like if they got like one or two, and they're like, oh, like if we're on the pulpit. Or like, sorry, the stage. Like, if we're off stage, like you got you like ladies have to wear skirts. Okay, if, if, again, if that's like one or two, but if like they got rules out the wazoo about your personal conduct that have nothing to do with scripture and living a godly life, go somewhere else. Because what that tells me is that leadership team is submitted to somebody other than Jesus. And if we're supposed to follow Paul, so follow me as I follow Christ. If that leadership team is submitted to somebody other than Jesus, you're following them as they follow whoever the heck else it is hmm. that they are submitted to. And so I, like, by all means, submit to your leadership. But there is a line between, like, like I don't, like, e- like even as a leader, like, I, I, there are some things I just don't say. There are opinions I hold that I do not air because they are just Malik's opinions and they have no bearing in Scripture. Hmm. Fair enough. That's good. Understandable. Yeah. So like that's my like, because uh, because some people grow up with stuff like that. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. what my pastor said. So, okay, and like <laughs> your pastor can't quote a, a verse. Like I don't, okay, <laughs> like so I think there was like that line. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. But as we talk about like being like your authentic self, 
what part does vulnerability and transparency have to play in that? Like, or do they play a part? And like, do vulnerability and or transparency hmm. play any sort of role in your authenticity? Can you give an example, Alex? <laughs> example so, like, for, example for two hundred, Alex. All right, so, <clears throat> if with the thing over here, like, do you ha- like as you're being your authentic self? Is there a responsibility for you to also like? be vulnerable in some areas like so you don't present this like like oh like there's nothing wrong like i'm cool or is there like a give and take like is being real also a part of being authentic i mean i feel like it is in a way for example like if you want to see growth in yourself you have to be somewhat vulnerable and real with yourself to see what areas you need to grow and what you need to change so I mean, I guess you can be real with yourself and stubborn, which is where you won't see growth. So, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. Even the, which goes back to, like, the people where they're just like, oh, I'm this is me. I'm just like this. It's the real but stubborn. Like, they see the problem. They just don't want to change it because they just identify it as a trait instead of a problem. Hmm. I'm an asparagus. This is how I am. <laughs> He's an asparagus. He think veggie tails. <laughs> nah, people be like, "Oh, I'm an Aquarius." Like, I know, this I know is just how like Aquariuses are. Like, no. You're, oh, see, I had just, no idea. I, I, knew, I knew exactly what he was yeah, talking about. Was I'm just, just like, why did you say asparagus, bro? <laughs> just pick one of the signs. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but to answer your question, um, I do think. I do think being real means being your authentic self, with which is something that like I kind of always struggled with, right? Mm. Um, I never wanted people to see like, oh, Tariq doesn't have it all together. Mm. So then when I didn't have it all together and I actually needed help, I always sat down and was like, when everybody else was getting prayed for at the altar, because mm. Tariq always put up the face that Tariq had it all together, nobody ever prayed for me. Mm. So I went years harboring like malice with people who were like, oh no, Tariq's good, Tariq's good, Tariq's good. Hmm. Realizing that I had hmm. shot myself in the own foot from getting help because hmm. I always said that, oh no, I got it, I'm good, right? Hmm. So I think, like like Leighton said, like if you want to see true growth, that means like being vulnerable. Vulnerable enough to say like, I need help. Vulnerable enough to say like, oh, this is affecting me, whatever it is, or... Hmm. Or I got past trauma that that yeah. that I have, and working through that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which I'm still working through today because I still don't like asking for help mm-hmm. now. And then when I actually need help, I'll like go without mm-hmm. before I ask people for help, which is kind of sick <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah, it's okay. We're not gonna put you on the therapy couch today. <clears throat> I think in a lot of ways, I'm the same. Like, I think, well, number one, we grew up fairly parallel to each other yeah. in journeys and expectations and et cetera. So for a while, I was like, no, I'm good. No, I, so I just had, I learned how to like, just deal with it on my own. I'm going to fight it. We're going to make this work. We're going to grin and bear it. We're going to punch through the wall. We're going to kick down the door. And we're, we're just going to make it work. Somehow. Somehow, right? And I think I got to a place in life where I was like, mm, can't do that. So I remember I started preaching at the church where I'm at now. And my lead pastor, he was like, Malik, your sermons are great. You're not vulnerable or transparent in anything you say when you preach. Mm. 
And I was like, I don't have to be. It's the Bible. Leave me alone. <laughs> what I'm speaking, the, the scriptures, what are you? But it came to a point where I was like, no, like, not only is vulnerability in, like, in, in who you are good for you, mm-hmm. but I think authenticity, as much as it blesses you, is also blessing other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, if I'm over there and I'm talking about this thing that I have never struggled with, that's a very unrealistic expectation for people. Mm-hmm. That's fast. That also sets an unrealistic expectation for yourself. Because a lot of us, we're not vulnerable or transparent or honest with ourselves. Mm. Like, we just think this thing keeps, like, tripping us up. No, you keep inviting this into your life. Like, mm. like Talk about that. Like, <laughs> Talk about that. Like, like, you're the man in the mirror. And I think, and, and, and so I, I wonder if, like, you like well, I just call it honesty. Like you just got, you have to be like honest mm. with yourself as you deal with authenticity. Like just being like an authentic Christian as an honest Christian. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And if and so if you're if you have a facade in your walk, you're not an authentic Christian. I'm not saying you're not a Christian, but you're not the, being the most authentic version of yourself. Yeah. And as much as it hurts you, it also hurts the body. Like we do right. need the contributions of everybody. Mm. And if you are keeping up a facade to please someone else, there's a whole section of the body who is a lot like you in some way. 